Hello and welcome to the Divine Renovation Podcast, where we seek to inspire and equip you to lead your parish from maintenance to mission. Today we've got Father Simon Lobo joining us. Father Simon, it's so great to see you and have you here. Hey, thanks, Dan. It's great to be with you. Finally. Finally. Yeah. In fact, I think we actually, there's a clip I wanted to show you, if you don't mind. Oh, If you just look right over there. Okay. Not that I've ever been invited to be on a DR podcast. Just saying. I hope you recorded that, Paul. Oh man! <laughs> you guys, you guys got that. <laughs> well, here I am. I'm so I'm so glad you're able to finally join us here. And Ron Huntley, it's so good to see you as well. How are you doing? Yeah, great, Dan. Really excited to be here too. So today we actually have a guest joining us. Father Ken Lau is going to be joining the uh, podcast. Now he's one of the p- priests in our uh, coaching network in the Divine Renovation Network, and so I'm really excited to talk to him about what's been going on with his ministry and his parish. But Ron, what's been going on with you lately? Yeah, well, I got a really exciting email this morning from one of our uh, network parishes. It was actually from Jean Pankow. She's just outside of New Jersey, works with Father Patty O'Donovan. And it was the coolest email because she just she sent it last night and she'd just gotten back from being asked and invited to go speak to a number of different churches. Oh, wow. And I'll tell you, when, you, when you're used by God to inspire others, it's mm. an incredible feeling. And she couldn't not write me when she got back. And there was lots of large caps and exclamation points. <laughs> and she was so jacked up and thrilled to have gone and shared what they're doing and the, the renovation that they're going through and their attempt to go on mission and really make some aggressive changes that, that have impact and changed lives. And I just, I just get so filled when I know more and more people are being used in that way to inspire. And it also shows to me, Dan, it shows a hunger yeah. that people are having for the whole movement of divine renovation. And, and we all know what's needed. We just don't necessarily know how to get there. And having network churches all over the world that are starting, are brave enough to start to take these steps, people are seeking them out. And, and, and they're this learning together. The hope, right, Ron? I mean, like, we never wanted to be a, a hub and spoke model in terms of our the way we were, were trying to, to help parishes. We knew that if we raise leaders, leaders are going to raise more leaders. Amen. And so it's, it's so cool to see it happening, uh, even at this point, right? Early on still. <laughs> it doesn't take long. You know, any change is big change, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know, in, mm-hmm. in our tradition, like many, any change is big change. And, and, you know, the popes have been very clear, big changes are required. Right. Mm-hmm. We're going to do the very things that God's calling us to do in this generation. And so I just applaud Gene and Father Patty and all the other network churches that I know more and more people are being used in this way. It's right. going to be a lot of fun, actually, to have them at our Divine Renovation Conference and because we have a specific day yeah. just for them. And it's going to be so fun to hear all the ways that, that, that people are reaching out to them. And I just can't wait. What's going on with you, Father Simon? And what's happening at St. Benedict Parish? Well, so many things, but I think... Firstly, just last night, I was at a concert, a praise and worship concert that was put on by Brian Dirksen and Paul Balash. It was really cool. Very cool. Some, yeah. of, some of our parishioners were there, including members of our contemporary worship band. And it was so inspiring to see a few of them, uh, the, the worship leaders, almost giddy, like little children <laughs> be, being in the midst of afterwards we got to meet uh, Paul Balash and Brian Dirksen. And, and for me, it took me back because back in the mid-90s, so over 20 years ago, my mom had taken me to a Brian Dirksen concert and and I really so many of his songs have touched me over the years mm-hmm. I've I've led them myself in worship and he's just a really anointed songwriter and worship leader and so to see that looking back I mean I'm so grateful for my mom I love her she's she was <laughs> investing in me yeah. in worship 
all those years ago. And so, so it was a special time for me last night. It's very cool. So how did it get organized? Because you said you brought a bunch of people from the contemporary band, the 9 a.m. band is what I think of them as. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from the 9 a.m. band, who, who was the one who organized it? How did it come together? You know what? I just heard through the grapevine from one of them and I think through a bit of social media, and we all just showed up at a local church called the Rock Church. It's in Lower Sackville here in Nova Scotia, and and they they had the the goodness to host a big event, and the place was packed. There must have been a thousand people there last night. <laughs> and there was other parishioners there too. It wasn't just musicians. From, Correct. From, yeah, from St. Benedict, right? There's lots of. I saw it on Twitter. Oh yeah, <laughs> lots of photos. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty sure I haven't seen a guitar in their hands. So regular <laughs> parishioners too. So so fun. Yeah, way to go. I love that. I love those initiatives. You know, it's interesting, Dan. Just. Uh, Yesterday, I was catching up on some emails, and uh, sometimes those can get the better of me. And uh, anyway, one of the ones that I was responding to was has to do with some of the things that are going on in Australia. I'm going to be heading to Australia in July, which is our summer, their winter, and, uh, and uh, speaking at a conference, but also going to be working with Alpha Australia uh, at many different sites. Mm-hmm. And so it was really fun to start talking about the details and how people want to uh, spend time with me there and, and, and how we can interact with the community and inspire people. It's really fun. The, the talk that I'm giving at the Bishop's Conference is on culture change. And it's one of my favorite topics. It's your favorite topic, you know, yeah. You know, culture change, leadership, and evangelization. Those are my top three. And, uh, you know, because no change is actually going to produce the fruit. You know, I often say culture is like the soil. And if it's healthy and you take a healthy seed, you know, you buy a package of seeds, you plant it in healthy soil, it grows. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we're planting healthy seeds in toxic soil and we plant it and what comes up doesn't look like what's on the package. Yeah. You know I, mean? I almost feel like Jesus said something about that in Matthew 13. <laughs> I heard about that. I'm going to start reading about that guy. <laughs> He's spectacular. A lot of friends keep telling me. <laughs> He's great. I highly recommend the book. <laughs> That's all. I'll wait till it comes out on ebook. Well, maybe it is. <laughs> Audiobook. Anyway, a lot of fun. So I'm really excited about that. In fact, one of the conversations took place with one of our network churches over there and they're just kind of sharing with me some of the things that are going on. They're going to have a, an event in the afternoon. They're going to be inviting other parishes. And several of those parishes that are going to be coming used to run Alpha. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. So and why I'll, don't they run it anymore? Well, we're going to find out, aren't we? But mm. it's not uncommon that Alphas start and then stop. And, and what I would say to that, and I'm looking forward to meeting them and talking to them, because everybody has their own struggles, but yeah. there's a lot of commonality in them. And, you know, Alpha's, in my opinion, one of the good seeds. Hmm. Mm. Right, but sometimes we either put it in the hands of the wrong leaders, or we're planting it in cultures that aren't ready for it. Mm. And what ends up happening is, it springs up for a little while and then it goes away. And I mm. see it time and time again. In fact, that's one of my biggest passions in what we do is helping people understand Alpha in the context of the bigger picture. Like I uh, wrote a talk one time, said called it uh, Alpha is a small piece of a bigger puzzle, and it's true. But sometimes we get so excited about Alpha because we hear about the changed lives, we lose sight of the bigger puzzle and actually doesn't fit into the culture that we currently have in our church. Mm-hmm. And so those are some of the things I look forward to unpacking with them in Australia. So if there's any I've heard this from listening. so many of our, our, our partners, right, that, um, that Alpha, it, it's successful. It is successful when we see it inside of a parish that's trying to do things like divine renovation. It doesn't have to be divine renovation, right. but it's that kind of a culture that has to be there for, for Alpha to both to take root and to be successful and to thrive. And I know that the Alpha team in Australia, there's an amazing team down there. Mm. And so I'm excited for you to go down because I think in our experience, anytime any of our team travels somewhere, it helps to inspire pastors mm. and, and leaders to actually try some of this mm. stuff. And so for whatever's going to happen in Australia this year, it's going to be exciting to see what comes of it. Mm. I agree. 
agree. And I know some things are going on at St. Benedict. Tell us a little bit about that, Father Simon. Well, it's interesting your your story just about Alpha. And because just this week, one of the things that stokes my fire is when I actually get off my duff and, and invite. Because, right. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because evangelization is not just something that I delegate to other people to do. I mean, I certainly, it needs to multiply. We are all part of the mission together, but it's something that I have to stay so close to. Mm. And so a couple quick stories of invitation uh, because this evening, actually, at our church, we have what's called the Alpha Celebration. So after the end of an Alpha season, uh, at the very end, we have an open night. It's just kind of a wine and cheese, a fun time to come together with all those who are, have completed the Alpha experience. And they're encouraged to invite some of their friends or family members. And it's just like a one-off, hey, no strings attached, just come experience it. Right. And, and tonight we're blessed to have Joe DePenta, who happens to be a, a former NHL hockey player. He won a Stanley Cup in 2007 against <clears throat> a team from Ottawa, unfortunately. <laughs> but I've forgiven him for that. But in, it, in every other way, he's awesome. And, and he's going to be speaking tonight at this Alpha Celebration. And so, in the lead up to that, we've been talking to our, our guests at the Alpha tables to say, hey, invite, invite some people. So, last Friday, a, somebody at my table said, hey, Father Simon, how's soccer going for you? I was like, oh, you know that I play soccer? Yeah, I just play a little pickup. And, and she said, yeah, because last week you were saying you're going to play soccer and you're going to try and invite somebody from soccer to the Alpha celebration. I said, shoot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Actually, I'm glad you asked because I totally chickened out. <laughs> I was like, maybe I'll ask, and then, oh no, it's right. uh, we're all sweaty and uh, forget it. You know, there's the you know the locker room banter. Uh, yeah, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, I'm just waiting for that perfect yeah, yeah. moment. You know, like God, if you provide the yeah. perfect moment, then. Uh, and so she totally called me out. This is one of the guests. I love that. It was beautiful. And it was done in a totally <laughs> loving way. But, and so uh, this past, just a few days ago, I was playing soccer again, thinking about, I guess, what she had said. And after the game, we were just stretching and I kind of tried to get one-on-one -on -one with, with one of the guys. And I said, hey, listen, what are you doing on Friday night? There's this thing we do. Uh, it's just a wine and cheese. It's a fun thing. This speaker's coming and... Uh, why don't you come? Why don't you bring your son? He was, he was also playing soccer. And to my surprise, he said, yeah, actually, I'm going to bring one of the other guys here at soccer too. Huh. So pray for them. I, I hope That's they awesome. show up tonight. So that was that was one story that and <laughs> it just I love stokes it. me. For two reasons. One, that... You know, you don't put what you're doing above yourself. Like, Father, that's one of the things I love about you. Thank you're you. in the game. Like, you're a player. You're not an advisor. You're not a consultant. You're not above. You're in the game, which I've always found inspiring about you. Thank you. And, uh, and, and then... And then we have a guest call. <laughs> you created the culture. You were crazy enough to continue to create this culture where people expect each other to do these things. Yeah. Where we expect each other to do it. Even the pastor. Like, Nobody's off the hook. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. Did I ever feel sheepish? <laughs> so you had, an ex you had a second experience, too. Yeah. So just a couple days ago, I was actually having lunch with, speaking of Alpha, a guy named Bruce Havel, who I believe is the man who introduced the Ron Huntley to the Alpha experience. <laughs> Absolutely. And because of that, so many thousands have probably experienced Alpha, especially in the Catholic Church. Praise God. And so having lunch with Bruce, just a beautiful man. 
And he's invested in so many different pastors around the city, different Christian leaders. And, and he wanted to connect with me and encourage me and all that kind of thing. And he's, the waitress is coming by and he was so good, so kind and considerate. And he noticed she had her, you know, her little notepad where yeah. she writes down a little picture in her, her notepad. And he said, is, is that your son? And she said, yeah, he's, he's 18 and he's going through a bit of a, a gap year and whatever. And anyways, he was so gracious throughout the meal, thanking her above and beyond that when he finally was paying the bill, she started sharing about all these people who had died recently in her life over the last four or five years, at least four or five close family members who had passed away and how difficult it was on her and her son. And I think some of the people who had been real father figures for him who had passed on. And and I just felt prompted. Uh, Bruce had really opened that up, I right. think really by his genuine love and interest. And I said, would you be open to us just saying a little prayer with you? And you don't have to do anything. It'd just be like 20 seconds. Could I just reach a hand over and place it on your shoulder? And and sure enough, and we said a prayer over this lady. This is 48 hours ago. Wow. And it was beautiful. I could I could see she was touched. And I have no idea if she has any faith background or whatever. And as we're leaving, I said, hey, could I, do you have a pen? And I scribbled on a napkin. I said, Friday night, we have this thing. It's just at the church down the street. Uh, this hockey player speaking, why don't you come bring your son? If you happen to be free, we'd love to have you. And so again, another person that please pray for, uh, somebody who probably, and her son, who probably just needs to know the love of God. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> that's, a, that's a mic drop. Let's just, uh, like, I'm we're just done, rest in that. Like, that is so beautiful. And I love how, and Bruce has that way, and we all mm. have that capacity too. I find the closer we get to Jesus, the more he softens our heart and the more yeah. he helps us to care about other people, to notice them. Yeah. Right? We can be so busy and caught up in the things that we do that we don't even notice people. But he's just so close to Christ in his personal life that he he just oozes yeah. <laughs> the love of Jesus. And you know, so, I'm so thankful for friends like him and you guys that you know, we call each other out, we help each other to grow closer to Christ. Mm. And because I'll tell you, the gospel of Ron Huntley isn't that good, right? It's not that good. And, and, and that's why, you know, it's just so cool. And the fruit of that is to be able to touch somebody, even in that short period of time, mm. and to pray with them and invite them. To me, that's Holy Communion. That's yeah. walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's walking with God in real time. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, taking advantage, or not taking advantage, but stepping into faith in those opportunities that he presents to you. That's so beautiful. Right. And I'll tell you something, for me, mm. again, as a pastor yeah. and, you know, every time those little moments happen, it just fires me up. I'm sure that I was blessed by that encounter more than she was, mm. I guarantee you. I, I need that. I need yeah. to be reminded so often. And, and that's where, coming back to Alpha, it, you can feel like it gets stale or it's, yeah. we've been there, done that, it's time to move on. It's like, no, not if we stay connected and realize this tool has the power to change people's lives. What I love about both your stories, Father Simon, is that you're showing sort of that accountability that that we can have as Christians to each other. Mm. But also, there's a there's a, a modeling that's happening, right? That you're you know there's by the very act of you sharing uh, the stories, there, there's a modeling happening. I think of divine renovation. I mean, we're so blessed that that you know our parishes are modeling so much. 
But there's other organizations out there. And the one that's on my mind right now is actually Rebuilt because they just did their major oh, conference, man. right? Yes. I mean, like, so th their model is a little bit different than ours, but God bless them because they're doing amazing things. And I think some of our parishes uh, from the from the, from the Environment <coughs> Innovation Network were actually in attendance. Isn't that right, Ron? Yeah, several of them. And again, Twitter has been fun. They, they've been sending texts from the live from the conference. It was amazing. I know, yeah. Father Simon, we had our all staff at St. Benedict and... And one of the what we did for our all staff was different. We actually brought up the live stream. And it was it was staff, so like, cool. It was a brilliant idea. Yeah. I think the communications team just said, "Hey, we do this once a month. This all staff, where both the Divine Renovation staff and the Saint Benedict staff get together. I love it. Always look forward to it." But they said, "Hey, for this time, it just so happens to coincide with the Rebuild Conference. Let's let's watch the live feed." And we did, and man, did that ever fire me up? 90 minutes of just gold. It really was. I couldn't write fast enough. It was so much fun. And I, again, I love the courage of what they're doing, and I love their generosity to help people. It's interesting, you know, uh, I was talking to somebody this past week from Latin America, and they were sharing about their struggle because there's somebody in the church who's really keen on the rebuilt model, and he's really keen on the divine renovation model. And he presented it as a problem. <clears throat> I said, you, you don't realize Rebuild has impacted us so much. In fact, the network parishes, most of them, in fact, all of them have been impacted by Rebuild as well. Like We've been impacted by so many different people and organizations as we've continued to bring about our own divine renovation. It's not a competition. Wasn't Father James, <laughs> didn't he buy hundreds of copies yes, of Rebuilt? Yes, 400 copies, out, yeah. Right, so. It's one of the four books I've read. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and is my book, book one of them too? <laughs> yes, Wait till you get to the Gospels, dude. It's something else. <laughs> well, what's so cool is that, you know, there's there's this amazing blessing that we get from Father Michael and Tom at Rebuilt. And we, we're in, in regular communication with them. And I know Coming up in, in Texas, you're going down to, to Texas for the uh, Amazing true. Parish Conference, That's right? right. Next with week. Father James Mellon. And Father James will be up on stage with mm. uh, with the guys from Rebuilt, which is a, a normal thing that we've been doing now for a few years. And so it's so great to see you know the, their ministry, how it's growing, how it's impacting parishes, and God bless them for what they're doing. Yeah, they're 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 a ton of fun. Their association is having a big impact on those. Well, we're we've been a member of their association. Mm -hmm. and their we resources. actually just renewed our membership. <laughs> there you go. Just, <laughs> yeah, there was a discount at, during the conference. So we, <laughs> we jumped. I'm pretty cheap, so we jumped in. <laughs> That's wonderful. So there is so much cross pollination in terms of bringing life to new churches, inspiring people. And, and we do, we just, we really appreciate them and all the work they do. They have an army of staff and people. And actually in my coaching this week of the churches that were physically at the conference, they were giving me the highlights. And, you know, we got to see in during our staff meeting that time with Greg... Craig Groeschel. Yeah. Craig Groeschel, which I found so fascinating. Mm -hmm. And But that was the only piece He's probably, we saw. In case people don't know, Craig Groeschel is probably leading the biggest church in the United States right now. Something like... by by all these multi-sites and video sites, 100,000 people right. every weekend. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Second only to the Roman Catholic Church, which I think also has multiple networks of churches Is all over the U.S. Right? I think so, yeah. <laughs> what a brilliant model. <laughs> we could get it working right. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, okay, guys. So here, here's what I, what's on my mind. No, wait, wait. Yeah, no, uh, hold on. You cut me off. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, go, 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 go. <laughs> Uh, so for us, that, that that was the fellow we saw, and I really enjoyed him. But so I thought he would be the highlight, because I just didn't see the rest of the conference yet. Mm. And uh, in talking to the network pairs, he said, no, 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 you should have saw Tom and Father Michael's talks. Like, apparently they did two keynotes, mm. and they said that was 
breathtaking. They said they were so impacted and moved oh. by their sharing of, of how difficult it's been, mm. of how hard it's been, of how much courage it's taken and how many setbacks there's been and just really encouraging people to press on. Mm-hmm. Like they said, no, that was, a, that was by far the most inspirational and impactful session for them. So way to go, uh, Father Michael and Tom. You guys are, keep up the great work. Absolutely. Now, I, um, we've had, uh, in my home, we've had a number of sicknesses lately, and we've also had some travel. Laura was uh, away, and so mm-hmm. I was home with the boys. And I actually missed out on something that St. Benedict Parish does uh, with some regularity. Oh, so yeah. I missed out on the Leadership Summit. Yes, I can you tell me what happened? Oh no no it's mum's the word. <laughs> you weren't there, you missed it. <laughs> so we do this three times a year, a leadership summit. We gather close to a hundred of our key leaders. We'd we'd love to gather every single person who's in ministry or whatever. We we simply can't, but but those who are leading ministries, those who are in councils, those who are leading connect groups, as well as a few people who maybe aren't currently leading something, but we say, you know what, I see in you the potential to be a leader. And and so we gather together on a Saturday morning for three hours. There's some inspiring talks. There's some fun. There's some food. There, and we always end with a time of worship and, and pray, praying over one another. And so it's a beautiful day. The theme this, this past Saturday was, what's your why? You know, the Rob gave a, an, an amazing, that guy can can preach. Let me just say, <laughs> Rob, McDowell, Rob yeah. McDowell, yeah, who's on staff at St. Benedict, he he preached about uh, the concept that Simon Sinek has really popularized. Start with why. Mm-hmm. Talk, speaking into that, Bill Scholar, who I think has been on this podcast, g- gave a beautiful talk, a vision piece, talking about um, again what what is our why, and really as he does so beautifully, sharing, bringing in stories of different people. Uh, helping every single person, no matter no matter what the ministry it is that they're doing, that it's having an impact. And then he he amazingly wove in the story of one person who recently, over these last couple of years, has has come into the church through Alpha. And this is a single mom who, man, she had a hundred reasons from the day that she set foot in the church to to leave. Every single moment, all the fears. She she literally she started coming to the church by just coming in with her little daughter in the foyer, and then after a number of weeks or months, she felt she could graduate to the very back of the church where the where the holy water font is, and then and then after that, she's finally like, maybe I could sit in a pew. And it was like really, and it was crazy. Like there was so many moments where her daughter would be doing something or whatever, and she thought, oh, they're gonna kick me out now, or if they see me, that I've they. They're judging me. I know that they would never want somebody like me. If they knew my past, if they knew, they, I, would be, I would be gone. And it, anyways, Bill's telling the story. She'd, she'd written in after all. She's, since, since then, she's been on Alpha. She's been on Alpha team and just really coming in to serve the church in an incredible way. So Bill was sharing the story. She had written in a 22-page letter uh, maybe a month ago. She felt inspired. I got to put this all down on paper, what God has done in my life sends it to Bill. So he's starting to read some of this letter. And and for me, somebody who's grown up in the church, never really having left the church, right. I can't fully understand what that's like to be on the outside mm. looking in and all that whole interior journey. So it's fascinating for me to be able to see that and hear that. And 
as Bill's reading her story, halfway through, he says, you know what? This person's here. I'd like to invite them to come up. And sure enough, she comes up to the stage and she reads the second half of the letter to us. And let me tell you, there was not a dry eye in that. I'm getting goosebumps just retelling the story. (laughs) It was so powerful. On the break, Father James, who was there at the summit with us, he he gave an inspiring talk about what's all the updates and what's going on with, with Divine Renovation and the DR18 conference coming up and stuff. He comes over to me and he just grabs me and he he says, he says, Father Simon, like he is, he can't even get the words out. He's getting choked up uh, because at at the very end of of her sharing and Bill thanked them, I got, I got up and I actually we were just talking about rebuilt and the guys down at Nativity. I quoted something that I had heard the night before at Alpha. Our speaker had had quoted Father Michael White, who I guess they do this with some regularity. They're, they're referring to all the guests who come on a weekend or whatever, and, and they simply say, I want you to know that we built this beautiful church for you. And I, I just quoted him. I said uh, to this lady, we built this beautiful church for you. And there are thousands of people in our city who are just like you, and, and we hope that our church, what we're building and we're continuing to build, and by build, I mean investing in the people and the leaders, the living stones, that we're building this church for the sake of all the people like you, that they would uh, feel welcome and the love, that, that this is a safe place they can come and heal and grow. And, and, and now she, it's crazy, she's, she's actually inviting her family. She, she signed up her, her brother and and, and sister or, or brother-in-law to, to Daytime Alpha. She signed them up and then told them, I've signed you up for Alpha. You have to come. <laughs> Can you believe it? Like, like it's, the, the, yeah, I mean, there's an element of free will normally that's required for Alpha, but anyways. Whatever it takes. A little bit of, so, so anyways, all that to say, we're on the break. Father James come, comes over to me, tears in his eyes. And and just that that line of, that's exactly why we built this church. And he was just so deeply moved because it reconnected even him to the why. Because we all, we work so hard. We're all so busy. We're doing a hundred things. If we forget why, and if Bill said it, if, if our churches aren't, or maybe it was Rob, if our churches aren't somehow connected to bringing people to Christ, We've lost our why. Amen. Wow. So I think this is a, a great opportunity for us to, to to pause and just reflect on, I guess, the amazing changes that 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 happen inside of a parish. And I, I'm excited for for what happens at St. Benedict Parish. I'm excited for what happens at Divine Renovation Network parishes all over the world. And I, I think I'd love to bring on Father Ken so we can have a chat with him to talk about what's happening at his parish. Have you ever read books or listened to talks on parish renewal and leadership and thought, that's good for them, (laughs) but how would that ever happen in my parish? And do these people even know what it's like to be in a parish? How do you bridge the gap between the theory and real life parish? The Divine Renovation Association exists for all those reasons. It's created for and by people who have lived it and are living it right now in real life parishes. I believe that every parish potential to impact the world around it. I believe that every leader has the capacity to be a better leader. 
I believe that every parish can be so much better and more exciting than it currently is. And we want to help with that, to help you and your team to move your parish from maintenance to mission. Welcome back and welcome Father Ken Lau. It is such a pleasure to have you on set. So by way of introduction, uh, you're a pastor. Uh, you're a pastor in the Divine Renovation Network. You're a companion of the cross. And I know one other companion of the cross very well because he's standing right next to me. So uh, so you guys are actually, you're, you're brothers in the companions. It, it, that's right, right? That's correct, yeah. And, and you guys actually live together. You're roommates, if, you, if yes. you will. So really what I want to talk about is what is it like to live with Father Son? <laughs> Uncover the dirt. <laughs> See, he, he's got his book out called Divine Renovation Apprentice. I'm kind of like, Divine Renovation, what's really happening at home is going to be the title of my book. <laughs> There's a lot I could really share. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's so great to have you on, Father Ken, because I'm, I'm really eager to learn about what's been going on at your yeah. parish and, and to understand what are some of the things that you're grappling with. But let me ask you a question before we go there. Why did you decide that you wanted to be part of what was going on with Divine Renovation? Well, uh, I first, uh, I was assigned as a pastor here uh, last July, and um, that's, uh, and I'm only on my uh, third year of priesthood, and uh, so it's just the task of bringing the parish to a renewal is really a daunting task, and uh, we didn't get much training about leadership and parish renewal in the seminary, uh, although I came from a very good uh, seminary in, in, in Detroit, Michigan, Sacred Heart. I love the, the, the professors there and my, my former classmates there. But we didn't get much training there uh, with regards to leadership and, and parish renewal. So it's just the it's just good you know, to, to be able to be to join the Divine Renovation Network to get the coaching that I really need uh, and, uh, mm -hmm. to be able to bring the, the the parish from maintenance to to mission. It's probably unusual for somebody, you know, only two years into priesthood to be asked to to take over as a pastor, especially at one of the biggest parishes, it's a cluster of a few churches in, in our archdiocese. So, so why don't you add some context? Help us understand what your parish looks like. Um, my parish is a, a pastoral unit. So we have uh, three churches uh, under that pastoral unit. We have like 900 people coming to, to church on, on the weekend. But over the past five years, we've seen a decrease uh, from 1,400 five years ago to 900 right now. Wow. So we're getting a decrease of... Uh, Hundred people per year, and uh, that's why we need to stop the bleeding and uh, and try to make some changes. So, and uh, I gave a, a homily about that. Um, I think that was in, in August, uh, telling people why we need to continue with our summer mass times, which is a reduced summer mass time uh, with a reduced mass times from six to four. And uh, I gave a, uh, an example of um, the blockbuster and the Netflix analogy. You know, we're, it's like the, the parish is a blockbuster, but we're in a Netflix world right okay. now. Yeah. Mm. And if we continue what we're doing, we're going to be like blockbuster. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so right block, now, block who? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so right now you don't see blockbuster anymore. Yeah. And uh, because they didn't make the change. And right now people are really into Netflix. Mm -hmm. And and so just making that change, uh, explaining that to the people and uh, the majority were able to, to, to get it. But of course, there are some people who are really upset with their mass times not being there anymore. And uh, so receive a lot of pushbacks, <laughs> a lot of complaints. But uh, yeah, so you're able to transition from there. So what were some of the things you were struggling with before you joined the Divine Renovation Network? Well, a lot. Uh, of course, the, the culture uh, in our yeah. parish that, that needs to change. And also, 
Of course, uh, I'm not a, a well-rounded person, uh, and uh, and nobody is a well-rounded person. But um, uh, I, I know that there's such a thing as a well-rounded team. And that's what one thing that I've really learned about the Divine Renovation Network is to lead out of a team. Mm. And I've surrounded myself with uh, people who have those strengths that will offset my weaknesses. And uh, I'm very grateful to my team, Father Brian, Catherine, Bill, Bill Spears, and a wonderful team that uh, that I, I really have that that supported me uh, all this all this time. Right. And, uh, yeah. Well, this is something I've heard you speak on so many times, Ron. Is, is is trying to structure a team for success and making sure there's balance in it. Mm. Well, it's interesting because you know, Father Ken, you, it's one thing, isn't it, to get those people around you? It takes a lot of self awareness, a lot mm-hmm. of honesty, yeah. a lot of ownership of the things we're good at and not good at, and vulnerability to be able to reach out and bring people around you that can help you make great choices. You know, the other thing is really hard too is actually when you start doing it, mm. because you <laughs> yeah. are going to storm. Yes, you're going to hurt people's feelings. They're going to hurt yours. Some yeah. people are going to come to work that day not being able to cope very well because they have something going on at home, and all of a sudden these human dynamics come into play and. How do we live those out? How do we work through those? How do we find ways to resolve them? And I know, you know, in terms of coaching, that's one of the things that I find people really benefit from is having somebody third party sometimes being able to speak in and, mm, yeah. and you know, see things a little differently, not quite as close to the fire to help you through it, because that certainly is like to do what you've done and to build that team is such an important part. And then to get into a rhythm of actually being able to, to function healthily when storms hit, because they do. It's not if, it's when. Yeah. And to be able to storm well is the goal. The goal isn't not to storm at all. Yeah. And and we've experienced that as a team. We've have you? Go, gone through big, big storms, and uh, it's really good that we have a uh, we have a Bill Presbridge, uh, our coach from uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, from uh, Christ the King there, and uh, he was really able to lead me and guide me on, on how to grow to uh, go through the storm and be able to come out well, especially for the team. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Bill's Bill's an amazing coach. We actually had him on a a leadership session, one of the ones Mm -hmm. we do with our Divine Renovation Association uh, not too long ago. And and he's he's such a gift. And I'm so glad that he's able to to coach you. As he's coaching you, are you seeing new opportunities? Are are, are you looking at things differently? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Of course, because of his vast experience and uh, being under the Divine Renovation Network, He's giving me a lot of like insights on uh, how to see things and not to get discouraged when, mm-hmm. when there's a lot of pushback and uh, and maybe not a lot of things happening yet. You know, just to persevere, to go through it, be patient, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah. So I'm, I'm, and also like a lot of like insights on how to tackle things, especially problems that arises in in, in the parish. You bring there. up something that making me smile. But what are your strength themes? Do you remember? Uh, I, I have uh, activator as your as, first one. <laughs> so the very, the very, you're saying patience. I'm laughing because that's not ever going to be something you're probably going to be good yeah. at because activator just has this sense of now. It's yeah. a real gift. It's an incredible strength mm. to motivate and inspire people. And I have that as my first one as well. Oh. And so I always struggle with that tension yeah. of what's reasonable because I want to do great things mm-hmm. really, really fast. fast. Yeah. yeah. And so you know, it's something that Father James often says and maybe uh rick warden maybe said it first but we often 
overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in three years. And mm-hmm. so you're always going to struggle with that tension, but it's a good tension. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm glad that the, my, my, my leadership team balanced me out because some of them uh, would really slow me down. And uh, because sometimes I'm just going to want to go, go, go and make the changes. And uh, so they're there to, to slow me down, process it well before doing it. And that's why I'm really very grateful to my leadership team because if not for them, I think I would have made many bad decisions already in the parish right. and receive unnecessary pushback. So they're being there for me and uh, to help me process all things. I think we've, we've done well in, in making good decisions in, in the parish. Good for you. Father Simon, I know this is your first time here. Both of you are first-time pastors, right? And mm-hmm. what, what kinds of things have you seen in terms of leading your own leadership team? Like what kinds of things have, has that, have you, how have you benefited from your leadership team in mm. terms of rounding you out and maybe make, helping you make different decisions or maybe better decisions? Does anything come Yeah, from? well, I, I think it's such a blessing. I, I wouldn't do it any other way. Mm. At being formed over these first two years as Father James's associate, just being so blessed to, to work with people who I trust. There's a deep, deep level of trust. And so... I know that they have my best interests in mind. And even though, and we do storm, by the mm. way, just just so <laughs> you know, you know, at St. Benedict Parish, we have storms too, you know, like, uh, and, and it, it's funny, some of the people I'm closest to, we still continue to, mm. to have moments, but we can always work through them, mm. which is so hopeful for me. Mm. I love that because I, if I look over my life, the people I've been closest to, that I've had the most fun with, really, and accomplished the most, have been people that I've I've actually kind of rubbed uh, up against yeah, from time yeah. to time. I mean, yeah. you and I have had a few of those fun. <laughs> let's be honest. But uh, but when I know that we can do that and work through mm. it, mm. that's amazing. That's rich. Like you can take that to the bank. That's mm. the kind of relationship that I I can trust. So I've I've also experienced just. I'm a bit wired, similar to this guy here. Uh, it's funny we have a third companion priest who lives with us, who's who's got a totally different set of <laughs> different strength hard teams. Wiring, yeah, <laughs> and we're we're looking forward to a fourth guy moving in in the next couple of months. But uh, Father Ken and I both achiever is is another high strength, and and so we're executing. We want to be go, busy. Go. We want to we want to take take ground for the kingdom, and we want to do it yesterday, actually, <laughs> and, and so. Uh, I also need people to slow me down and say, you know what, uh, you're going to, because it's never ill intention. Mm-hmm. And I, right. I care yeah. so much about people. I don't want to burn out my team or mm-hmm. the, or the parish or, but I, I need people to slow me down sometimes too mm-hmm. and say, mm-hmm. Hey, let's think about this. What are the, the bigger impacts that this can have? I also need people who help me to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I need people who are really creative and and I loved working with Father James and I, I miss that in a way because uh, there's a lot of reasons I miss working with Father James, but he is so crazy. And, <laughs> and, and, and the best ways. In the best no, ways. He really He's is. creative and, and and you guys as well. I, I, I experienced that wonderful ability to to see things in a different way and think of things I would have never thought of. Like like I can Take something that's that's happening and and figure out how to make this better. Yes. But mm-hmm. but sometimes mm-hmm. a brand new idea. I need people speaking into my life who can help me uh, to to think about things in a whole new way. What a great insight. Yeah. Well, there's such a freedom in that for you to be great when we can realize that about ourselves. That is so fun. Good for you. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what really uh, helped me in this uh, uh, 
in, in leading this parish, uh, really thinking out of the box, uh, learning from Bill, but also from Father James. I, uh, I think Father James would only meet like t- uh, two out of the 30 pastors in the network that he would meet regularly, me and uh, the other uh, pastor in the network here in the in 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 Halifax, Halifax right? Because so we're getting part like, of his job, yeah, part of his other yeah, job, that's, isn't that's it? Part of yeah, his other job. So I'm really getting like a good wisdom from him, good inputs, and of course coming from uh, a well-experienced uh, pastor, and uh, so just just speaking to me, and yeah, so I'm able to really. Uh, take advantage of that and, uh, mm. and learn from. So, Father, it. can you tell me what's what's going well at your parish right now? What are the things that you would say? You know what? This is this is ticking along pretty well right now. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Father James would would say that in 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 such a short amount, we've, we've joined the network in on, on November, so it's just a few months. But we've uh, he said that we've accomplished a lot. Uh, so I've we we've I've set up the the, the senior leadership team, uh, and recently we just formed the the parish pastoral council. And uh, and Father James was able to meet with them. Uh, I think two Saturdays ago, and he was very so, happy. So yeah, so that's a big deal. Like yeah, let's, let's yeah. just gloss like, over that. Like, oh yeah, we said yeah, yeah. like the pastor. process that these guys did to form. It's amazing. You should tell a bit of that story. Yeah, at first uh, we were thinking how how are we gonna do this selection of who's gonna be in part of the parish council, and um, what was the vision for it first? What was the vision? Well, the parish council will, will, will be there to, to help uh, the parish in the long-term visioning. Okay. Okay, long-term planning. So it's not the same model wherein uh, the parish council is like a management co- committee or uh, representing churches or, or, or ministry, our ministers. Ministry. So it's not like that. So the parish council will help us long-term doing long-term uh, pastoral plan. So we, we, we did this process of... Um, Inviting everyone in the parish, if uh, and uh, if you have like uh, we have three requirements: one, if they've, they've they're doing or they've they've done Alpha. The second one is uh, if they've read or in the process of reading the, the Divine Renovation book, and uh, f- for them to do the the Strengths Finders mm. to get their fi- top Why five. Why were strength. those important to you? Very important because, uh, of course, uh, Alpha is our main evangelization tool. Okay, and we want people who are really would really see the, the importance of, 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 of doing Alpha in our parish. Of course, other parishes could do other uh, evangelization tool. The second thing is um, if they've read the book Divine Renovation and they really like it, uh, we could really assume that they're really bought in to what we're trying to do in the parish. Right. And of course, the strengths finders, we want to see uh, if they have the strengths to do this task. Because more of uh, we're looking more of into the strategic and the influencing strengths that they have, so we did this process of inviting people. You know, if you if you have these qualities and uh, if if you fulfill these requirements, you could uh, nominate yourselves or get nominated by people. So we got like 21 people who came and forward. So we did a uh, discernment night wherein we explain to them the tasks on hand uh, to prepare themselves of what they're getting into because it's not going to be easy, uh, especially with the changes that we're going to be doing. And uh, so we brought, brought them to the, after that, we brought them to the chapel and just spend like maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes there before the Blessed mm-hmm. Sacrament and uh, discern and really help if God is really calling them to do this. And uh, so we let them go home. After a week, we met on a second night of discernment and again, we, we did some lecture divina of certain passages and in scripture to help them discern if God is really calling them 
or not. And uh, so after that, we let them go again home and uh, and told and told them to email us if God is really calling them to move forward or not. So on the second night, it went down to 16. And then after that second night of discernment, it came down to 11. And from then there on, uh, the four of us in the leadership team, we just came up with our top six uh, and then two reserves. So we came mm. up and then we just discussed um, because we have like those common names in the four of us. And then we just discuss uh, the, the others that we have not in common. And so we were able to come up with the, the, with the sixth one. So we're very happy very because these process, are very, yeah. uh, and, and it's really spirit led. So it's not mm-hmm. like, oh, I like this person uh, and I like that person. It's more of like, who is the Lord calling to do this task? And mm-hmm. uh, so we're just happy to, to have this uh, six people in the parish council, very gifted, very passionate in, uh, in doing divine renovation in our parish. What do they say in the business world sometimes? It's uh, fire fast, but hire slow. That, that notion that, you know, to get the right people, you know, you, you shouldn't rush it. That you need yeah, to, you I need think to it's hire big. Hire fire big? fast, yeah. Okay, well, either way, <laughs> the point is, it's important to get it right. And I, what I yeah. love about the process you applied was such a, a high degree of intentionality about yes. trying to get it right mm. and letting God work in it, mm. right? You've got to leave both the time, space, and opportunity yeah. for the Holy Spirit to be involved. Yeah. I, yeah. I hear that so often that people feel like all this stuff, this leadership stuff, is just, is just businessy and it has no place in the church. And actually what you guys did is that, beautiful mix of using principles, leadership principles that work together with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and allowing him to, to guide that process. Yes. And everything we want to do, we want it to be spirit-led. Yeah. And uh, in fact, one of our offsite, we discerned about our aspirational values for, for, for our parish. And uh, so we've discerned and we came up with three. The first one is evangelization. The mm. second one is leadership. And the third one is obedience to the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we just want to, to be faithful to that. And uh, if we just do what the Holy Spirit is leading us to do, I truly believe amazing things will happen in this parish. Mm. Oh, It's just a matter of time. You know, it's really interesting because I have a friend named Carl and he used to say, you know, one of his pet peeves was when people come to him and say, hey, listen, God's really telling me to tell you such and such. Mm. And he would look at them and say, yeah, well, then tell God to tell me. And in other words, it's not, it's, it's, it's challenging, isn't it? Like the, to discern the will of the Holy Spirit, it requires prayer, it requires humility, but then it also requires a communion of saints and speaking into each other and testing it, right? It's not just one person's God said to me, not when you're leading a church all the time, right? It's, it's, it's how do we figure this out together because it's not always clear. It's like, oh, just a sec. Oh, look at that, the Holy Spirit. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work like yeah, that. He texts yeah, you too. And so he texts you too. <laughs> so to be able to take that time to discern, to teach people, to walk with people, to talk about it, mm. that's rich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it also stages the, the, the people you bring in. It stages them for, for the immensity of the task that's at hand, right? I mean, mm. like, you know, if you're not taking it lightly, it communicates that they can't take it lightly either, mm, okay. right? Now, this is a big deal. What we're inviting you to is to help transform the culture of a parish, set us on long-term success, and to be part of bringing people to Christ. It's mm. not an easy task. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not an easy task. However, one of the things that uh, you've done by by figuring out people's strength themes and what you need and, and where you're going is you've actually identified what's easy lifting for people. 
Like, you know, somebody said to me one time, Ron, if I asked you, if I told you I had a friend of mine who couldn't figure out his taxes and he's got a big pile of paper, could I send them to you? I'm like, no, I, <laughs> no. He said, but if I told you he was going to be giving a talk because he needed to present to a great big group of people, could I send him to you? I said, in a minute. Right, because that's easy lifting for me. The other one was heavy lifting, but you're getting people around you that are strategic and influencing. Mm -hmm. That's actually easy. The task might be big, but it's not heavy lifting mm. if you're hardwired that way. So there's a difference. It doesn't, you don't feel the weight of the size of it if you're working out of your strengths. That's the beauty of what I hear you doing. And, and uh, when I first came uh, to this parish and see the daunting task of turning this around, uh, honestly, I got overwhelmed. I got mm. overwhelmed uh, because oh, I need to do this, uh, but uh, but not knowing that I, I I don't need to do this on my own, it really helped me. It really unloaded a lot of the of the burden uh, on on my part and surrounding myself with the leadership team and now with the the parish uh, council, uh, who has the the strengths that I don't have. Now it's going to be easy lifting also for me. Now uh, I, I'm not saying that it's going to be the task no, is easy. Yeah, right. It's not easy. Yeah, yeah. but it's easier lifting. Easier. It's more manageable. Yeah. It's more sustainable. Yeah. You yeah. know, there's a few things, and I know there's people probably listening all over the place that have toyed with the idea of coming in the network. And I know that you know you'd thought about it, but then you weren't sure. Is the timing right? Do I need to get my house mm. in order? Like, talk to me a little bit about your process in terms of when to pull the trigger to join the divine innovation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess at, at first. Uh, First of all, Father Brian and I were were both uh, new to this parish, so it's, there's a, a, a adjustment period that we were going through, and also, of course, the task at hand also. So we were looking at things of putting the house in order first mm. before joining the the, the Divine Renovation uh, Network, and uh, and I was talking to, to 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 Father James, and he was telling me that no, uh, we will be we will meet you where you're at. Mm -hmm. And help you uh, in this time of transition, and that was uh, that was a um, a big uh, eye opener for 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 all of us because that was our mentality. Put our house in order, maybe uh, maybe a shame of showing showing to others the, the <laughs> mess that we were were in, yeah. and uh, so so that was like a really an eye opener eye opener. But also at the same time, for the team to be on the same page that okay, we want to do this. Okay, because at that, at that time we're not on the same page. A, a lot of things were going on uh, at that time, and uh, so we need to take some time to pray and discern. And then, uh, so so that uh, yeah, so it, it's really good that uh, we had that time, and then uh, so we decided, okay, now is the time really to to join. And so we joined in, in November, and I think that was the best decision that we've made. So you transitioned at what month, and then November you joined. So July, July, uh, July to October. We were transitioning. So five months, five which months. isn't a lot of time, which would speak to your activator theme yeah. uh, of the adjustment and then jumping. Because I know there are, there are churches and dioceses all over the world where they're going through amalgamations, they're mm. clustering churches together, they're, you know, uh, we're not going to do this till there's just so many reasons to put things off and... You know, five months isn't a lot of time, and and uh, and that's very. Uh, I think it's very providential that we we've we've done this. We've set up this leadership team, the parish council, because we know what's going to happen in in our archdiocese. There's going to be a restructuring that ha that will happen next year, and uh, so we were able to create uh, a body of leaders who will who will discern and really study uh, what should we do 
okay, and uh, and really study uh, and and present a case to the people of what's the best thing that we should do as a parish in order to do the mission that God called us to do. And so it's really divine providential because we need to tell the people the re- the why, mm. why we need to make changes. Mm. And if we couldn't tell them the why, it's going to be hard for them to accept the change. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I love it. And what you're doing, so you're not, so you're doing that and you're evangelizing. Because your alpha is your tool to connect with those people that are currently going to that church and yeah. and people in the community that maybe don't know Christ yet. You're doing the very mission while you're planning for the next phase, yeah. right? It's not one or the other. It's one and the, and other. the other. That takes a lot of courage. Yeah. I love it. And also, of course, um, um, we need we need improvement in all uh, areas in, in, in the parish, uh, but more so with the evangelization. That's why we're... We're looking to hire a coordinator for evangelization and uh, and forming small communities, and I, I, we are so excited. We're praying that we get the right person. So whoever is listening out there, <laughs> I love it. I, and you're passionate about about evangelization <laughs> and forming small communities. <laughs> like My name's uh, Father Ken Lau. <laughs> <laughs> I, awesome. I, I hope you're not going to charge me with advertising fee here, <laughs> but I need to say it. <laughs> Good for you. Father, can I love it? We've talked before about yeah. how there's so many parishes in the Divine Renovation Network that are now hiring. And I think, Father Simon, you're among them. We're, we're hiring <laughs> yeah. Can I put in my plan? <laughs> it is so amazing. It's because it's, it's, it's a sign of, of, of health, right? It's a sign yeah. of, of, of growth. And it's just, anyways, it's just beautiful. The production team and I were watching, uh, we were watching a bunch of your videos because you now, you're, you're now streaming or, or broadcasting yeah. uh, your, your videos from, from your parish. And I, well, the team and I were sitting in, we were sitting in the, the studio, the pr- post-production room. We we're looking at them going, he's doing a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> we were so impressed. Like it, it, It's amazing to see, because it's just one other, like, a lot of the change that happens, happens behind closed doors. It happens in, in the meeting rooms where, where teams storm, where they form. Uh, that, that's where the most important stuff happens, right? Mm-hmm. But you can see elements of it from some, as an outsider looking in and, and our production team is watching going, wow, look what they, what they're, they, look at what they're doing. They got lower thirds and videos, graphics are flying in. I thought, this is amazing. It's really cool. You know, the, the, uh, uh, as we started this renewal in the parish and um, and just really casting vision to the people, people are starting to buy in. Mm. And and people are coming forward with their talents, with their Amen. time, with their treasure uh, to really help out. And and uh, and uh, there, there, there's this person who's uh, who's really helping us with a, with a d- digital ministry. And uh, I know God's going to use that live stream to reach out to more people, especially those who are homebound or those who are who wants to check out the parish first. Through yeah. through the internet yes. and and check out if it's really good or not. So I hope I hope we're, we're, <laughs> Father Brian and I are, are preaching well. <laughs> and, uh, pressure's on. <laughs> pressure's on. Really, well, Father Kim, why don't we take a look at some of your preaching right now? When I got ordained as a priest in 2015, I bought my first car here in Canada. It was a 10-year-old Toyota Prius. So it was good condition. Ex- uh, low mileage, excellent price, and of course, good in gas. And although it was a 10-year-old car, the exterior looks nice and polished. And I was so happy when I purchased it. I said to myself, I'm going to maintain this car very well so that I could use it until I retire as a priest. 
So that's maybe 25 years from now. So that will be like maybe 40-year-old car. So pray that I will be able to maintain it well. So after three weeks of uh, having that car, I happened to open the hatchback door, and I think I wasn't feeling that well there then. And as I was driving the car out of the garage, I heard a screeching sound. And I said to myself, oh no, what did just happen? So I went out of the car and I saw that the hatchback door hit the rolled up garage door. And as a result, there were scratches on the car. And I really felt bad that day, knowing that the car has a ding now. People can be like cars with dings. They feel bad. And they, they need to hear this good news that, for us Catholics, that we could go to God's car body shop, which is the sacrament of reconciliation, wherein we get buffed to remove the scratches of our soul as God wiped out our sins. They need to hear that good news. Because for many people, all they could see is the thing in their souls. And they feel bad. All they could wish is that they wish they could go back to where they were before. So they need to hear the good news from us. I want to say something like, Father Ken, you are a very gifted preacher. That is one of your gifts, no question. And, and I would encourage people who are watching or listening uh, to go try and find some of this guy's homies because he's speaking vision, he's communicating in a way in this early phase in the journey that I actually haven't had to to wrestle with myself because I inherited a beautiful up and running parish. And so uh, if I think companionscross.org is mm. one of the places where people could go uh, on the homilies tab because they can listen to and so, go to the archive and find you. And some of those homilies, you mentioned in August of 2017, you gave a homily on vision, mm. the, the blockbuster Netflix. That is, I'm it's, going to see it. <laughs> it's, it's, honestly, it's textbook. It is so good. I know Father James listened to it and I think the Archbishop listened to it too. Uh, so cool. Wasn't there another one you gave on Moana or something? Yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. when would that have been? It was so, I actually would have watched the movie afterwards. It was so good. You should be getting royalties. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I guess I was really talking about, speaking about evangelization. And uh, because a lot of times uh, people are just going to the church just to get the sacraments and not get evangelized. So that's why after they, they receive the sacraments, they leave. Mm. And uh, so I was talking about our identity uh, as, uh, as, uh, as missionaries to go out there and our mission to really evangelize. And I just used the, the, the analogy of the movie Moana because, of course, you know, in the movie Moana, they've lost their identity as a, as a, as a, as a people to go out and, and conquer islands. And they were just stuck there in, in that small island because they were just so afraid to go out. Mm. And, 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 I'm going to uh, go watch the movie <laughs> now. <laughs> I haven't seen it. So it's really finding their own identity that mm. they're being called to go out. And, and you see the, tra- the, the, the struggles that Moana and, and, and this, uh, this person, this forgot this person. Maui or something? Maui. Maui yeah. this, uh, so the, the finding their identity and that changed really the, the whole people in the island. And uh, because they were they were once as like navigators, conquerors, they have their ship in in, in that movie, but they're just hiding it in their caves. Mm. And at the end, like they're setting out, 
Mm. And and that's what we're spoiler doing. alert. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. What a great word picture. What a great way to take something that's happening mm. and and help us to identify with it and get us excited. Yeah. You are good at speaking vision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, so that, that would have been in October, November you gave that homily, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. something yeah. like that. Beautiful. And uh, of course, uh, I still uh, want to get good uh, uh, get feedback because uh, I still have to grow as a preacher also. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. And I, it's, it's so exciting because... One of the great things about the Divine Renovation Network is, you know, we, we do our best to bless the, the parishes in the network a little bit, but they bless us so much. And and your parish is a blessing to Divine Renovation. You're a blessing to other parishes in Divine Renovation, and you're certainly a blessing to to the community that, that your parish is in. I, I'm so grateful for you being here, Father Ken. Uh, for those of you who want to catch catch up with more Divine Renovation stuff, our website's always the best place, divinerenovation.net. Uh, there you can find up our upcoming events. The one that uh, that is always uh, most exciting for us is the one that's happening right here in Halifax at uh, at Father Simon Lobo's Parish, uh, that's St. Benedict Parish. So oh, that, yeah. That's coming up. Uh, now, that event's actually been sold out, but we had some cancellations. <laughs> so, like, we're, we're right on the line of, uh, of whether there's tickets or not. So, if you've got any interest in coming to, to Halifax, spending time with these guys... Uh, uh, please buy buy a ticket if there's still one available. It, it's an amazing event, and we, we pray that you'll you'll be inspired to come and join us here. And for and I'd also encourage you if you're listening to us on on iTunes or following or watching along on on YouTube uh, or on Facebook, we ask that you either share or give us a like just to try and get the word out. If you find these podcasts of value, we know that there's others out there that would benefit from them too. So please take the moment to to, to give us a review, a like, or a share so that we can reach more people. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs>